Welcome to the Knitting on the Run podcast. Show notes can be found at knittingontherun.podbean.com. You can find me online on Ravelry and Instagram as Windswept Monique, on Twitter as Windswept Knits, on Facebook as Windswept Designs, and I'd love for you to join our Ravelry group. You can also email me, podcast at windswept-designs-online.com. Hello, and welcome to the Knitting on the Run podcast. This is episode 11, and as always, we're knitting in 30 minutes or less, plus some running and gardening thrown in. Thank you so much to all my returning listeners, and a great big welcome to any new listeners. We're so happy to have you. Today's segments include wearables, whips, cows, knitting fail, in the garden, on the run, and out and about. First up is wearables. I only wore one hand-knit item this week. The weather turned really, really hot at the end of last week, but I did wear my Thoughts sweater by Hohi Locatelli. I knit that in a lace weight. I believe the original pattern called for fingering weight, but I had a beautiful lace weight that I needed to do something with. So I knit that up when we went to Bermuda a few years ago, a three-quarter length sleeve cardigan just I could throw over my shoulders. And that's exactly what I did um, on some cool mornings dropping off at school. Just threw that on over my clothes to bring the kids to school with. Next up is whips. I've been working really hard on the Tanwen scarf by Thayer Priest Parker. She also used to be known as I Like Cake. The scarf is about 40 inches done. I've got about 20 inches to go. For those of you outside the United States, I've gotten about 100 centimeters done, 101 centimeters, give or take, and I have around 50-ish or so left to go. I want to make a traditional you know, six-foot-long scarf, roughly speaking, or about... um. 150 centimeters, roughly speaking. I'm knitting this in Barocco Remix, and I know I've mentioned in the past that I've been having problems with this scarf, um, but my hands are feeling so much better. I'm not sure why. I'm not sure if it's my hands are getting stronger, or I had been using my hand to do some very sort of manual intensive work when I first started knitting the scarf, and I'm not doing that anymore. And I had been blaming, you know, the combination of yarn and pattern. But it doesn't seem to really be as much of a problem. So I'm thinking that manual work I was doing was what was causing the carpal tunnel-like syndromes, symptoms, excuse me, and the hand pain. And I was blaming the pattern and the yarn. I've noticed that the yarn is still, like, after a while, it really gets to my hands in the evening after the boys go to bed, you know, or knitting group an hour or so. My hands are getting a little tired. It is a yarn without a lot of give. There's a silk and linen content to it, so not as much stretch as most yarns that I use, but it, it really is coming out beautiful. I, I love it. I know my, my son's teacher is going to adore this, and it turns out that all that pain I was having before was from something else. So my apologies to Barocco Remix. Like I said in the past, it wasn't the yarn's fault. I love this yarn. I've knit with this yarn multiple times. I've designed in this yarn. It is not the yarn's fault. It was my fault, <laughs> as is usually the case. My background is in computer science, and we have a, well, we have a couple different sayings, but one we used to use in my last job was PBUAK, problem between the user and the keyboard. And yeah, this was one of those kind of problems, only problem between the user and the yarn. 
Next up is my family of hitchhiker scarves, shawls, whatever you want to call them. The first one in Valley Yarns Greylock, and that's 100% cashmere. I am about three-fifths of the way through. I've been weighing the grams of the remaining ball of yarn as I go, and I'm down to about 20 grams or so out of a 50-gram ball, so I'm getting there. And on Hitchhiker 3, I pretty much hit the halfway point of this next step point, whatever you want to call it in the Hitchhiker shawl. I'll probably finish up this skein and go on to the second skein, so that's about halfway. I've also been using some of my free time when possible to work on the Hamilton hat because I love it so much. Yes, I am a diehard Hamilton fan. I love it. I want to see it. I'm one of them. Yes. So I finished the third row of words in the hat, and the hat now says such great phrases as oceans rise, empires fall, burn, talk less, smile more, 1776. If you're a fan of the show, you know where I'm coming from. So I'm not quite halfway, but I'm seriously enjoying this, and it's it's really making my, um, my Fair Isle style color work much better. I'm getting a much more huge, even gauge. I've learned a new trick. I'll try to link to it in the show notes. I found it thanks to the Newmore Girls website, or Ravelry group, I should say. Someone had posted this trick for if you're a continental knitter like I am, how to handle two colors on one finger. Because I've tried, you know, one hand, one yarn in one hand, one yarn in the other hand, and, and picking and throwing it. I, I just can't throw. I cannot do English style. Those of you who can, bless you. I don't know how you do it. My gauge just goes to crap that way. It's awful. So those of you who have mastered that technique, my hat's off to you. I cannot do it that way. And the last whip I've been working on is a fish-inspired kid sweater. Can't tell you much about it. It's coming along fun. Hope to share pictures of it later. Now it's time for cows. I just want to go over again the three cows that I will be working with, participating with, sponsoring this summer, in case any of you are interested in looking for something fun. The first up is the Pal Cal 2017. This is hosted by the Actually Knitting podcast, and it's a podcaster knit along. And I'm really excited to be a sponsor this year since I am a podcaster. Woohoo! I'll be one of the podcasters offering a prize and a discount code. If you have any questions, go ahead and listen to the most recent episode of Actually Knitting. Also, you all should be subscribed to that podcast anyway, because she's great. Michelle has a wonderful show, and it's a lot of fun. The second podcast, this one I'm participating in, is Stash Dash, an annual knit-along hosted by the Knit Girls. And it's, quote-unquote, a race against yourself to a certain distance, knitting, spinning, uh, crocheting, the, the, the traditional fiber arts for Ravelry. And you're supposed to use that much yarn. I am shooting for the 5K distance myself, but I'll probably end up in the 3K. But hey, you never know. We've got all summer. The last cow I am working on this summer is the Splash Pad Party from Down Cellar Studio. Boston Jen is hosting this again this year. It's her annual cow for the summertime, and I am back again this year as a sponsor. I'm donating a prize. And if you just want to have fun, kick back, and do a summer-themed cow with lots of prizes going all summer long... You definitely should take a look at this, and also, you should totally check out Down Settler Studio. Jen has a great podcast. Knitting Fail. 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 In Knitting Fail this week, I screwed up the tan one scarf. Again. <laughs> I've lost track of how many times I've screwed this one up. I tend to bring it with me to use as my, my on-the-go knitting at 
you know, karate lessons and swimming lessons and in the car. And sometimes these situations are not having my full attention, as in I'm, you know, watching my kid, not the pattern. And I probably should bring a simpler pattern with me. You think I would have learned by now. But no, I have not. <laughs> so there's a garter stitch, garter stitch section in this scarf. And I twice now, in the last week, purled on the back instead of knit. Twice. So the last one I caught, I dropped down the six rows with a crochet hook one by one and laddered it back up. And it's, it's it looks a little wonky, but it's good enough. I can you know, get in there with a crochet hook and adjust the tension and fidget with it. After I finished that, I looked down and realized about four inches down, ten centimeters below that, there was another section. Yeah, I wasn't going to drop that far down and ladder it back up. So I will be going back over that with some yarn and a tapestry needle and duplicate stitch to make it look right. Bugger. Okay. In the garden. I actually got in the garden this week. It was lovely over the weekend. It was hot as blazes at the end of last week. We went from, let's see, I think on Mother's Day it was 45 degrees Fahrenheit. That's what, about 7 Celsius, give or take? And Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we were chopping up in the mid-90s. 94, 95, that's I think about 35 degrees Celsius. It was quite a swing and no one was prepared. And our house is built into a hill. So the, the what would normally be the American second story, British first story, is really the third floor or the British second floor up. So our bedrooms were hot as blazes. So we finally broke down and put the air conditioning in the second night of the heat wave because it was 85 degrees in our bedroom upstairs. That's, I think, floating around 30 degrees Celsius, give or take. It was a little hot for sleeping in. But luckily, when the temperature finally leveled out again, it was beautiful, the perfect temperature to be outside and gardening. So we got a lot down outside this weekend. Our deck is coming together. We grow our tomatoes and our peppers on our deck because it gets more sun than our backyard. We have we are surrounded by woods and trees on three sides and have a field on the fourth side. But our deck, just being that one floor up, gets so much more sunshine. So the tomatoes and peppers love it. So those all got transplanted out into our deck pots. And we also planted a whole bunch of flowers. I had my little helpers out there. So it took twice as long as it probably should have. But I've got a just about 23-month-old and a five-and-a-half-year-old who like to dig in the dirt. So they were helping and planting seeds. And I don't think we killed too many seedlings. So that's a good thing. While the boys went out playing with Daddy in the backyard, I got to go out into the herb garden and the veggie garden. So we have our chamomile and cilantro and basil seedlings now in the herb garden. And I'm yanking out tons of lemon balm. I planted lemon balm the first year we had an herb garden, not realizing it was a member of the mint family. Yes. Do not put lemon balm anywhere you don't want it to naturalize. It will spread and you will spend every year yanking out giant clumps of it. And you never can get it all out, so... We use the lemon balm now for fun things. My five-year-old actually likes to chew on the leaves, and we make quote-unquote lemon balm sodas. When I was pregnant with my second son, I fell in love with virgin mojitos, non-alcoholic mojitos. It's sugar, mint of some sort, a soda water, ice cubes. It's very refreshing. Obviously, being pregnant, I did not have the normal rum in them that a traditional mojito has, but I found I actually like the non-alcoholic ones better. So when it gets hot out, I go down and pick up a bunch of lemon balm and I make uh, non-alcoholic mojitos with a lemon balm for myself and the boys. And my eldest one really likes it. The youngest hasn't decided if he likes carbonated beverages yet. We 
really don't drink a lot of soda, so this was kind of his first taste test of them this past week, and he was kind of hit or miss, but my five-year-old loves it, so we call them lemon balm sodas around our house, and they are a big hit, and that is growing like a weed, like it always does. I also got out into the regular veggie garden, planted our cucumber and watermelon seedlings, so that's coming along well. We have most of our plants in the garden now. I was hoping to do some more succession planting with the root veggies, but it was so cold and wet this spring that I think we're just going to have the one crop. Same with the lettuce. All our seedlings are tiny, and they were planted a month or two ago, six weeks ago maybe, roughly, and they're still, you know, an inch tall. They're, it's a very weird year, so we've gone from cold to hot, so we'll see what happens with those. I do need to get the bean seeds out at some point. I'll get out there. I've got some, I think they're sunset runner beans. It's a relative of the scarlet runner bean. It's a very pretty flower. I'm hoping to plant those out there to attract some beneficial insects as well. And also just kind of make everything look pretty. Now on to on the run. I finally got to progress past half a mile of walking. Yay! I pushed the little guy in the stroller today and we went about three quarters of a mile, which was really exciting. Except I've had some pain. Um, I had foot pain earlier in the week after my last physical therapy appointment, and today I was getting pain in that same foot on the Achilles tendon. Fingers crossed, it's nothing major, because I really want to get back to running. So I'm going to talk to my physical therapist about it tomorrow. We have our next appointment. Wish me luck. I might need it. Last segment this week is out and about. If you see a brunette with frizzy brown hair and glasses knitting in any of these locations on these given dates, it could possibly be me. Come up and say hi. We will be up in Burlington, Vermont the first weekend in June. We'll be spending a lot of time in the Colchester area, but also in Burlington. Looking forward to that. And I've discovered some knitting stores that were not around when I went to school up there to college, so I'm excited to poke my head in. I believe one of them is called Must Love Yarn. And they have a video podcast, which I haven't watched, but I am looking forward to this week. If any of you are fans, yay. I love spreading the news about other podcasts I learn about. I will be attending the SSK retreat with the Knit Girls in Nashville, Tennessee, July 20th through the 23rd. If anybody has any recommendations on what to do, see, or where to eat in Nashville, Tennessee, please let me know. I've never been. I will not have my kids with me. I have four days on my own. Hallelujah, I need a break. I'm so looking forward to this. I love my boys, but I'm a stay-at-home mom, and I miss the company of grown-ups and getting out and doing things that don't require planning bathroom breaks and fishy cracker snacks and things like that. So this is the first time I'll be away from my boys for more than, I think, a day at a time. And mommy needs a break. And every time things go haywire in her house, I keep telling myself, July. Patience. July. <laughs> And last up, Canada. The first week in August, we'll be heading up to Nova Scotia. I'll be visiting some family. I'm really excited. We haven't been up since my Tante Justine turned 100, and she will be 104 this fall. So it's been a while. And this will be the first time that my youngest son has ever been up there. So I'm so looking forward to this. We will be down in the Yarmouth area in Pubnico. Going to go visiting the um, Village Acadien. If any of you know your Canadian history, or your, I should say, your maritime Canadian history. I am an Acadian, and I'm really excited. My cousin Roger 
is the um, head of the village and they've done some amazing things and I can't wait to see it because it's been about four years and they've done so much. If you ever want to go to a place or sort of a living history place, that's what the village is. We have one around us here in the Boston area called Plymouth Plantation and it's so nice. You can really get a, a feeling of what life was like. In this case, with the village, I think it was about 100 to 200 years ago. With Plymouth Plantation, it was back in you know 1620 or thereabouts, that sort of thing. But it's a really great place to visit. I've been before, and I highly recommend it. That's it for this week's show. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you all have a wonderful week and that you're knitting something you love. Bye-bye.